Good morning. This is Mr. Gleasing once again. Uh, this time we're doing podcast 2.4, which is on acceleration and free fall. So first of all, let's talk about acceleration. Uh, acceleration is defined as a change in velocity, and we already talked about this in previous podcasts. But if you want to accelerate, you can either speed up, slow down, or change direction. And the actual value of acceleration is based on how much you change that velocity and how much time has gone by. So you have the equation, acceleration is change in velocity divided by time. And what you actually see here too is that acceleration is equal to, well, velocity final minus velocity initial or starting divided by time final minus time initial. And the whole, whole reason that those parts are in there is because sometimes your change of velocity may be from 0 to 48 meters per second or maybe it's from 24 to 48 meters per second. Well if it's 0 to 48 then it would be 48 minus 0 equals 48 as your change in velocity. If it was 48 from 24, then your change in velocity would only be 24. So you've got to keep in mind sometimes you have a starting velocity that is not zero or a final velocity that's not zero. One of those, both of those may actually be numbers, so you might have to change that time. It is also possible to have different times. It may be that from zero to five seconds, you went from zero to 30 miles per hour and then from 5 to 10 seconds you went from 30 to only 40 miles per hour. So your acceleration in this first instance would be much different from the second instance. So you would only have a change in time for both of 5 seconds but your change in speed would be different for um, the first example. Let's do a couple examples. Grace is driving her sports car at 30 meters per second when a ball rolls out into the street in front of her. So Grace slams on the brakes and comes to a stop in three seconds. What is the acceleration of Grace's car? Acceleration is change in velocity divided by time or change in time. Now Grace went from 30 to zero miles per hour. Her change in velocity was negative 30 meters per second because she slowed down. Acceleration again is speeding up, slowing down, or changing direction. So if she slows down, or anyone slows down, their acceleration should be negative. Alright, time says 3.0 seconds. Now those of you who can do this without a calculator already know the answer is going to be 10 meters per second per second. 10 meters per second squared was her acceleration. Keep in mind, again, and I have to stress this over and over again just to make sure that we understand, change in velocity gives acceleration. Acceleration is not the same as velocity. Alright, moving on. Caterpillar crawling up a leaf slows from 0.75 centimeters per second to 0.50 centimeters per second at a rate of 0.05 centimeters per second squared and that's negative. Again negative 
tells me it's slowing down. How long does it take the caterpillar to make the change? It says how long. That means I'm looking for time. Acceleration is change in velocity divided by time. Now, I'm going to go ahead and rearrange this equation now to show that time is equal to change in velocity divided by acceleration. So, my change in velocity is 0.75, I'm sorry, erase this. Change of velocity is 0 0.50 minus 0.75 centimeters per second. And my acceleration was negative 0.05 centimeters per second squared. Their time squared tells you that's an acceleration. Now I plug this into the calculator or do it by hand and I see they got a change of negative 0.25 centimeters per second divided by negative 0.05 centimeters per second squared. The negatives go away and once you plug this in your calculator you get 5. This is a unit of time seconds to make the change. Now let's talk about free fall motion because the, when we talked about acceleration in those previous slides all we talked about was acceleration being a change in speed over the change in time. Well, using some additional equations, which you see here, we can talk about how far something goes. We can also find out how fast it's going at the end. And um, of course, we can figure out how fast it's going at the beginning. And we can figure out how long it was traveling. Now, if you remember from podcast uh, 1.5, Podcast 1.5 dealt with equations just like this. In fact, this whole unit uses a lot of the equations from the Podcast 1.5 material. So, these equations that you see here are all basically those same equations where we wrote this as y equals voyt plus one-half gt squared. Actually, we had that as negative to make sure the uh, y would be in the n downward direction. Uh, and then we had the uh, VO or the VY equals VOY plus GT. Uh, and that again took account um, negative gravity. So those equations there are nothing new. And this one here in the middle is just a rearranged version of the first equation. So all we have here is distance is equal to velocity times time. Remember our velocity equals distance divided by time equation. All right, this, That part right there that I just circled is uh, a rearrangement of that equation. Plus, since it is free fall, it is under acceleration due to gravity. We have to take into account the acceleration due to gravity, which is the second half. That middle equation basically rearranges the first equation but we have it now set so we can solve for final velocity. And then down at the bottom, actually it's more than just a rearrangement, but um, it is based on that equation. Uh, then down at the bottom, the final velocity is equal to your starting velocity, plus again taking into account acceleration. Alright, let's do some examples so you can see these at work. 
You have King Kong carrying Fay Ray up the 321 meter tall Empire State Building. At the top of the skyscraper, Fay Ray's shoe falls from her foot. And the question is, how fast will the shoe be moving when it hits the ground? Now we're going to assume there's no air resistance or uh, anything like that. It's not banging off the side of the building. There's no wind pushing it up. We're just going to take care of this just as it is. Now we're looking for how fast the shoe is moving when it hits the ground. So we're going to use that middle equation, which looked like this. And we can rearrange it. Basically, we're solving for how fast is it going at the end. We're looking for that. I'm just going to go ahead and put the square root in this equation to make sure that we take care of it. All right, all I did was take the square root of both sides. Now I can plug information that I know into the problem. Well, the initial velocity, if the shoe just falls right off of her foot, we're going to assume that it's starting from an initial velocity at of zero squared. And the reason for that is, well, it didn't tell us an initial velocity, and it didn't tell us we have to worry about it. Generally, uh, unless it tells you, you can assume that the initial velocity or the velocity at the top is zero. And we've talked about that in that in a projectile um, motion problem or in a situation at the top, the y speed is equal to zero. And we've also said that the vy here is the same as the vy here, except they're negative, or they're one's positive, one's negative, because you're heading down on the other side. So keeping that in mind. Initial velocity is 0, plus 2g, g being 10 in this case is 20, multiplied by the distance 321 meters. Go ahead and solve this out, and I'm going to get the square root of 6,420. And because we're um, We have a meters per second squared here. We have meters there. We end up with meters squared per second squared. Just so you can see the units work out. And if we take the square root of that, we get 80.1. And we take the square root of the units, we're going to get meters per second because velocity should be in meters per second given this information. All right, moving on. Another example. Now we have the geyser in Yellowstone Park. It's capable of shooting water up from the ground with a speed of 48 meters per second, how high can this geyser shoot? Well, this speed is the speed with which it leaves the ground. So that's the speed at the bottom. And like I just said on the previous slide, you have if you have a Vy equals whatever now, 48 meters per second at the bottom, as it goes up, the Vy at the top is going to be zero. So I have two speeds, and of course I have acceleration due to gravity. So I'm going to use the equation I used before, Vs squared plus V naught squared plus 2GD. And I'm going to rearrange that. I can go ahead and plug everything in if I want now. I'm going to go ahead and rearrange it though and say that the distance that it goes, the height it goes, is equal to the change in velocity divided by 2g and I can just plug the information in there 
Now I saw that at the top it was zero. At the bottom it is 48 meters per second divided by 2g which is 20 meters per second squared. I do the math here, I get negative negative 48 meters per second and I square that divided by 20 and I'm actually getting a negative answer in this. Well that's because we kept G positive in this case and actually had a VY that's positive so that means it is going up and we do the answer or we do the math here and we should get negative 115 meters. Now if I plug this into the equation as we saw here, I'm going to do this real quick just for those of you who like to see the algebra. Alright, if I plug this information in there, we had 0 squared equals 48 meters per second squared plus 2g is 20 meters per second squared times the distance. And then I can go ahead and do the math from there. Subtract the 48 meters per second squared from both sides. And by the way, 48 meters, 48 squared is 2304. So if I subtract the 48 meters per second squared, which is 2304 meters squared per second squared from both sides, and then I'm left with 20 meters per second squared times delta D. I divide both sides by 20. And then you would get the distance equals to 115 meters negative. Again, we'd still have the negative because we're taking G to be positive and we left this as positive. All right, another example. You got two more. A blue jay sits in a tall tree awaiting the arrival of its dinner as the mother lands on the nest. She drops a worm towards the mouth, but the worm misses and falls from the nest to the ground, and we have a time of 1.50 seconds. We are looking for height. Well, I know that we have a change in distance or a distance equation which says this information here, all right, and I can plug it in. I am looking for distance. We're going to assume, again, that since the mother is just dropping the worm, the initial velocity is zero, all right, which means that that whole part becomes zero, because anything times zero is zero, plus one-half g, one-half of ten is five, and then the time squared. Well, I just plug that into my calculator and I should get a distance of 11.3 meters. Alright, last example, we're talking about a giraffe uh, ripping a branch off the tree and we're just looking for now the time given the distance. Well, I can use the same exact equation and I could just rearrange it and I'm going to go ahead and plug numbers in now anyway for you uh, but we could rearrange it and I plug it in I get six meters here 
again the branch starts with an initial velocity of zero so that whole part becomes zero plus five meters per second squared times t squared I gotta make sure I remember that square now solving this out I'm gonna end up dividing by five on both sides and then I'm going to take the square root of both sides and when I do that I'm going to get 1.10 seconds. Alright, that's it.